Dancing with Skeletons is sponsored by Fresno Music Academy and Arts. Come join us. And if you're in the Fresno area and you're looking to take music lessons, you can come and take singing lessons, drum lessons, guitar, piano. It's a great, wonderful place. You can call us at 559-222-7464 or you can visit our website. Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Hi, Deb. Hello, Liz. We're back together. We are. It's been a while. Well, it has. It's been two weeks because you went, I mean, we did put up a podcast last week, but yeah. we have not been together yeah. for two weeks. That's right. Because you went to Nashville. I went to Nashville. Nashville. Hey, girl, you <laughs> bought boots and a hat. I got boots and a hat. You saw my boots and my hat. I went in Nashville. <laughs> yep. I love my boots. Do oh, you? Are they yeah. super comfortable? They are. Now, I don't have them because my son... Uh, we packed them up because he was going to ship them home because I didn't want to try to get them onto the airplane oh, and okay. shove them in my suitcase because, you know, so. You didn't want them to get all smooshed. Exactly. Yeah. So so I expect them here within the next few days. Okay. So I'll wear them in. And, and so your son recently moved to Knoxville. My son so moved to Knoxville. you were able to see yeah. him. Yeah, and it was super fun. They have a beautiful new home in Knoxville, Tennessee that they're remodeling. And yeah. it's so beautiful back there this time of year. No. And so, yeah. No, I lived in Memphis for about two years. And I went to the World's Fair in Knoxville, Tennessee in yeah. 1980. I, I, you know, it might have been 80. Mm, might have been 80, might have been 81. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I went to the World's Fair in Knoxville. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I bet it was. So, air supply. And air supply. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that took me was a piano player for Crystal Gale. And wow. he was um, an incredibly kind and good young man. And uh, we just had a really good time. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. So I went to the World's Fair in Knoxville, Tennessee. Wow. Do they still do the World's Fair? I don't know. I'm 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 remembering a story of that my grandparents told me. They went and saw the World Fair like in I don't know, somewhere up by the uh um Canadian and United States border, somewhere yeah. in there. And my grandpa had and my grandma still has it, I think, some kind of like a cane or a walking stick. Right. Really cool. And I think you unscrew it and there's a flask in there that they got, <laughs> that they got at the World's Fair. That is so, awesome. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I, can, I can think of trails on which that would be handy. I know. Right? <laughs> right? Well, I don't know if my grandfather put anything in that little flask, but it's there. That is fabulous. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, so we went to Nashville. We went to a conference and um, uh, how to grow your music school conference. Right. And right. It was it was good. I mean, because yeah. we don't want to talk about that today. But overall, we had a really good trip. There were moments of of really deep discouragement because of the pandemic and mm -hmm. listening to other people's choices during the pandemic, as opposed to what John and I chose to do here mm -hmm. in terms of staying open and stuff. So mm -hmm. there were there were some down moments, but at the end of the day, John and I came home feeling encouraged. Mm 
-hmm. came home feeling like, you know, we're going to, our numbers are climbing back up slowly. Our school's going to recover. We didn't close at all during the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that has been, for me, one of the biggest sources of discouragement through this whole pandemic is the complete disinterest in what other people are doing in order Mm -hmm. to keep one another safe. Yeah. You know, there's not a singular, um, you know, goal. It's like we all have the goal to, for the pandemic to go away. Right. how to get there is completely different, you know, to so many people. And that's been a discouragement. It's it's been very discouraging. And so, you know, when you hear other schools in different states that weren't required to completely shut down and they're booming with students and their numbers are higher than ever and there's a pandemic. And it's like, how, how did they do that? How do all of their, does their community want to still be coming to in-person lessons do they not know that there's a pandemic? I mean, what? I, it's well, it's because they haven't been um, personally impacted by it. So then you see states like Michigan, which kind of fought against masks mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And yet right now they are they are just, I mean, literally dying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, you know, thousands of people are sick. And, and, and once again, the hospitals are overflowing. So... You know, I it, we just really need to be careful and protect one another. So exactly, but so. we'll be okay. I think. You yes, know, I was yes. talking earlier today about with my brother about karma. So <laughs> I think that. <laughs> well, that yeah, and actually, that I I do feel like the good karma will come around. Yes. I feel like we did the right thing. Yeah, I do too. Really shutting our doors and and just staying on just the down. Just imagine on the if down one low. of your teachers or one of your students had gotten sick here, right, right, and then infected their families or their grandmothers or whatever, right. or you know, God forbid, themselves right. died. Right. Well, I mean, it would have been well. It's hard enough that we heard of students whose loved ones passed that had nothing to do with coming in here, but right. just knowing that you know so-and-so who's taking guitar who's a 10-year-old kid lost his dad and his grandfather within a week that kind of stuff so I mean that's that's awful yeah but you're right you know had it been well he came in here and oh oh. (laughs) that would have been terrible yeah so just this last week a, a friend passed away and and she was some she was just a you know she was a good woman I how old was she I think maybe she was in her 70s um possibly even in her early 80s but I have never known a more vibrant mm-hmm. older woman in my whole life wow. I mean when I look at her it's so, like that's the woman that I want to be when right. I'm in my 70s and she passed her. from COVID yes oh Liz I'm so sorry and very quickly she got sick and within a couple of days she was gone I looked at Facebook and the last time she posted on Facebook was just like six days ago oh my and she's you know she died maybe Monday or Tuesday oh, of so this week. Sorry. So yeah. And it's just it's just it was shocking. So, you know, those are those are the people that I choose to try to protect. Right. You know. Well, and that I think that that's hopefully I mean, I know in our circles, that's been our kind of mindset is to, you know, be mindful of others in this whole thing and, you know, wear your mask so that yeah, it's protecting you, but it's protecting somebody else. Right. Right. 
Right. You know, and so do the right thing and protect somebody else. So and your own personal rights are to be respected. I get that. I do let's, too. Let's I, respect I uh, too. one another's rights. But when your rights are crossing over um, to, to getting another person sick, then I, I struggle. I do too. You know? Well, and so. really at the end of the day, wearing a mask, it's just, it's like not that big of a deal. I mean, I just... I don't get it. It's not like we're being asked to wear straight jackets around or something. I know. You know it's I like know. Just a little mask. Who <laughs> effing cares? <laughs> right. And so many of them are so cute. I know. <laughs> really cute masks. And, and I don't have to brush my teeth. Well, and, or wear lipstick. Or, or wear lipstick. You know, and, and honestly, I'm going to wear my mask. When flu season starts, absolutely, that's it. I'm going in the store and I'm in a mask after this pandemic yeah, is done. Because for I'm, the first time ever, I didn't have the flu this year. I, I mean, didn't for the either. first time ever, right? I didn't I did even have a cold. Flu. Knock on wood. I know. <laughs> so. I know. I know. Same here. Anyway. Um, so. We were we were talking earlier about secrets, mm-hmm. and I think that the pandemic has been one of those things that has kind of exposed. I think you are correct. Certainly, a lot of secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, secrets. People will have a lot of time on their hands to, f- <laughs> to think about their secrets. Well, yeah, and we've just been so much has been exposed about what we've been hiding. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, our biases are coming out. Mm-hmm. Our um, our opinions, our opinions, our feelings, our <laughs> vomit. <laughs> yeah, we are we are truly just vomiting information. Uh-huh. And I have just so the other day I discovered that an extended family member has a family secret that has just been spilled. And it's the second one in about two years. Now, I listened to a podcast called Family Secrets by Danny Shapiro, and she is brilliant. And she's a a writer, and she wrote a book about her family secret. And it's called, I think it's called Inheritance. Um, She grew up in in a Jewish family in New York, but she had blonde hair and blue eyes. Okay. And, you know, and and people were like, oh, that's interesting. But nobody ever, there was never any doubt that she was who she was, She was, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But she then took a DNA test, like so many of us are doing, mm-hmm. just for fun, mm-hmm. and discovered that her dad was not her dad. Wow. And um, her parents had both passed away by the time she took this DNA test. And she was madly in love with both of them. They were great parents. Her dad loved her beyond Mm -hmm. words, right? So it turns out that her dad was not able to have children. Okay. And so her mom had a a donor. A a donor. Yeah. And so there was just no reason to tell her because she was wanted, she was loved, Mm -hmm. she was their child. Sure. You know? Sure. And so when she found this out, it wasn't like it was... It was a terrible in that she felt betrayed by her parents. It was more, oh, wow, this is a new piece of information. Well, yeah. And so she's written about it. And so now she has people come on her show that talk about their family secrets. That's, I, I need to listen It's interesting. To mm-hmm. It's I very interesting. And sometimes it's because they've hidden the fact that they're gay or um, affairs mm-hmm. or whatever. And they talk about, you know, how these secrets have affected their families or their lives, right? Yeah, yeah. So in the past couple of years, I have watched as two of my extended family members, not biologically connected to me, but married to people, blah, blah, blah. 
And they have both learned that their dads were not their dads. And all that they did was, take a DNA. for fun, go to Ancestry.com <gasps> and take a DNA test. Oh, my goodness. Just for fun, right? Just yeah. to find out kind of where their ancestors are from. Mm-hmm. And then they discover that their dad was not their dad. And in both cases, their dads were great people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that either dad knew that that they were not theirs. <gasps> I know one for sure did not know. Oh, my. It gets very <laughs> spicy. It does. It gets spicy. <laughs> but, they, but they still had great lives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. With dads and moms that remained married to each other. And, you know, they had mm-hmm. great lives. So, but in one case, it has caused so such a rift in the family that the, the, the one who discovered their parentage, you know, has just cut off or been cut off or whatever. Anyway, oh, okay. Because okay. the reaction has been so dramatic and you can understand. And, sure. you know, I know that this person feels betrayed and whatever. So you can't tell a person how to feel, you know, That's you can't. You can only tell a person maybe how to treat you <laughs> you know yeah you can ask <laughs> you can, you can ask. request just because you're feeling that way doesn't mean you have to be mean to me <laughs> right right and and then the other person it's so new that they are just kind of processing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but in that case in the second case they have learned that the entire community knew <gasps> who the biological <laughs> oh yeah um, so it's been kind of dramatic, right? So I've watched as as these, you know, family secrets mm-hmm. have have come to light and how it has affected mm-hmm. not only the person who is personally affected, but their entire family. So my son, my oldest son, has a different father, biological father. I was married for two and a half years to a, another man who was extremely abusive emotionally. Little bit physically, uh, not as uh, as abusive physically as emotionally, mentally, and even spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so, I um, when I then when I married my husband, our son was my oldest son was about nineteen or twenty months old when I married my husband because my ex husband left when he was just a very very small baby, and my mother suggested to me that I never tell him that About. he had another father. And I bet you didn't take that very well. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I definitely gave it some thought because right. I thought, gosh, it might make life simpler. But here's the deal. I knew that everybody knew. Well, right. You know, so my husband would, knew. He would find out. He would find out eventually. My husband's family knew. My whole, Of course, everybody who knew me knew that my husband wasn't his dad. Right. You know, because I'd been married before. Right. There were pictures. There were, you know, there was a birth certificate that had to be eventually changed when my husband did adopt him. But still, you know, I knew. So what I, what I decided was that I did not want him to grow up and see me as somebody who would keep the truth from him. Right. I wanted him to know that even if it was hard, it, I was always going to tell him the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's who I wanted to be in his life. Right. So, of course, I told him. How old was he when you told him? Because, I mean, he wasn't 18 months, obviously, because right, right. he's not going to understand that. Do you remember how old? Well, when he was a baby, I would show him. I mean, when he was 
six, eight, nine months old, you know, I would even show him pictures of his dad and say, you know, daddy, daddy. Mm -hmm. And he would go, dad, dad. Dad, dad. And then he started seeing pictures just hanging on a wall like a picture of flowers and go, dad, dad. So he thought a picture was a dad, dad. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he might be a little bit young. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To kind of yeah, understand yeah. This. That's cute. That's yeah. cute. So um, it, it about six months after I started dating my husband, he started calling him dad, dad. Okay. You know? And so that's, that's the way that went. But... I just told him the story from very, his birthday's in December, Mm -hmm. so it's right around Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I, because we were Christians and we raised our kids in the Christian faith, we told him from early on that he was like, you know, baby Jesus, that he had a father um, that had put him inside of me, (laughs) (laughs) but then God chose you know, mm-hmm. Tom to be his father. Right. So God, so Tom was the father that God chose for him, just like God chose Joseph right. to be Jesus's father. God chose Tom to be his father. And then when my other two kids came along, I had to tell them kind of the same story so that they understood, right. you know, that right. their brother was, you know, especially when he was nine or 10 years old, we, the adoption finally became legal and we all went to court and we all sat in the judges chambers and mm-hmm. to you get, know yeah yeah that's cool that's and it cool. was lovely so i am so grateful that i told my son the truth because who who could have foreseen ancestry.com right you know and who could have foreseen my space which was the first, you know, for those of you who yeah. don't remember MySpace. Yeah, yeah. It was the first We're showing social, our age. <laughs> it was the first like, social media. <laughs> as if this doesn't show our age. Right. Um, it was the first social media, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of platform. And so when my son was 25, he got a note from a woman who lived in the South somewhere. I think it was one of the Carolinas, who asked him if he was you know, asked him his name and, and mm-hmm. said, do you live in Clovis, California? And he's, so he says to me, he says, why would I be getting this note from this woman in South Carolina? I don't, I don't get it. And I said, um, maybe it has something to do with your, your biological dad. And he goes, well, that's weird. And I said, I don't know, write her back, see what she has to say. And sure enough, that's exactly what it was. It was mm-hmm. her reaching out on behalf it, of... Was it his maybe new wife? Or? It wasn't his new wife. I think she might have just been a friend or a girlfriend. Who knows? He had many. But, um, <laughs> sorry, um, but he did. Um, <laughs> I mean, my son has a has at least one sister. See, that's the other thing is that there's more secrets because right. there's, he right. has siblings. Because he has siblings. Yeah. So... Um, she was a friend, and basically, my ex-husband was just um, incapable of doing technology. He, it just wasn't his thing. So she did it. So she did it for gotcha. him. Yeah. And so within within just a couple of days, they they talked on the phone, and um, it was it was kind of weird and kind of awkward. But one of the things that my ex-husband said was. I, you can ask me anything, but you can't ask me about anything that has to do with your mom or our time when we were married. Okay. And my son is like, well, I kind of don't have any other questions other than that because right. nothing else affects me. Right. So if you don't want to talk to me about 
about that, that then what are we going to talk about? <laughs> What's your favorite color? <laughs> What's your favorite season? Yeah. Are you a Republican or a Democrat? <laughs> Right, right. I mean, when do you suppose it? I know. It's just weird. So I think that my son was like, well, if we're not going to talk about the one thing that we kind of have in common and then build on that, then I'm not sure that we have a whole lot to talk about. But my son does have at least one half-sister who he's met, Mm -hmm. who was also raised by By, a a different man and adopted by someone else um, because my ex-husband didn't have anything to do with her either. So she's had a beautiful, beautiful family and a beautiful life Mm -hmm. um, and a wonderful dad who adores her. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, what what is in someone's mind who doesn't want to, to, you know, be in their kid's life like that? I don't know. You know, I mean, because there's some there's a disconnect somewhere inside that person. Something happened to that person. That yeah. is that causes that kind of a disconnect yeah. of not wanting to be part of you know your children, your biological children. I mean, and I can speculate as to because I know a lot about you know his upbringing and that kind of thing. So I can certainly speculate, but yeah. that's not fair because sure. I really don't know. Right. Um, what I do know is that he told my son early on that I had kept him from him, and so that's why he wasn't around is because I kept him but considering that we live in the same house that we've lived in since my son was about three right and my son received numerous cards and gifts and whatnot through the years from both his biological dad Mm -hmm. and my his biological grandparents okay so clearly I hadn't done a very good job of keeping him away if they always had his address well right you know and we still live in the exact same house so no yeah (laughs) I didn't keep him from him and so I think that that was a moment when my son said yeah I don't I don't really need to have too much to do with you if you're not going to be honest with me. Now, this man, is he's still living? He is. In the the east? In the south. In the Mm -hmm. south? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. He lives right uh, right near where you just were. Oh, wow. Nashville, Tennessee. There you go. (laughs) Or near Nashville. He lives near Nashville. Um, But, you know, it's just, I, and my son did meet him. Mm -hmm. We did go when, when my son's grandfather passed away. We went to Tennessee. And so my son did spend some time with him, and it was... Do they look alike? Exactly. (laughs) I mean... And he looks... My son looks exactly like his sister. Exactly. When... And I think you showed me a... Yeah, a picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you're talking about this, I mean, I don't have any personal stories like this, but I know of of a couple people in my life that do, but... It makes me think of stories that I've heard and people that I know from, you know, kind of as an acquaintance who, like you just said, they looked different but never questioned it. Right. You know, and then one day someone said, boy, you just really look different. And then they went, well, yeah, you're right. I guess maybe I do. And then they find out all this. There's good reason. Yeah, right. There's good reason. So... My mother, um, her, so my biological grandmother and the grandfather, so my mom's bio dad, split up early when my mom was, I don't know, two or three or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom 
the only grandpa I knew was Grandpa Don, mm-hmm. who was married to my grandma Dorothy. And my mom. And he was the man that raised your mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I've always known, though, that he was my step-grandpa. Okay. I've always known that. He passed away several years ago, but um, my mom was always told um, that her bio dad just didn't, you know, didn't want to, never, never made any contacts, just disappeared. Okay. So when my mom was probably younger than me, so I'll say 50-ish, she decides that she's going to try to find her bio dad just because she's curious. Right. Doesn't know if he's even still alive or whatever. And through the years, asked my grandmother and my grandma just didn't say much. There was just really, there was just nothing, 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 Didn't want to talk about this guy. Didn't want to talk about him. (laughs) Well, long story short, my mom through the Salvation Army found her bio dad. Wow. Yeah. And like he had been remarried and lived in, I want to say like New Jersey or somewhere like that to a woman named, what was her name? Oh, I can't think of her <laughs> name. I met her several times. It's been, he passed away a while ago. And you met him as well? I, I met Claude. <laughs> His name was Claude. Okay. Claude. And the thing is, is that he was over the moon to connect with my mom. Like, like he was over the moon and my mom found out that according to him, he had tried to make contact, you know? And, and so, you know, I loved my grandmother and, and I, um, and I, but I wonder like, what was her motive? And she's not the one still living. No. Okay. Okay. What was her motive? What secret was there that would have motivated her to keep him away? Like what happened between them that was so bad Mm -hmm. that she just wanted him to be away and didn't want the kids to have any kind of contact and those kind of things I will never know, you know, but, but when my mom when she flew back, so she got on an airplane, she located him, mm-hmm. got on an airplane, and she um, landed in probably like the JFK airport or whatever in New York. Okay. Is that where that is, JFK? Yeah. yeah. Land, lands there, and she says that she was greeted by about 40 family members <gasps> with balloons and... Who were so happy who to were meet so her. so happy to meet her. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh-huh. And, and and she had no idea that she was she loved, had, that she was so loved by these No strangers. idea. Yeah. No idea. And so he lived for probably, I don't know, five or six or seven years past that. Yeah. And my mom saw him all the time and he came to holidays and, oh. and um, yeah. And was your grandmother already, had your grandmother already passed away? No, or? and no, and in fact, there was a holiday where he came with his wife, who he had been married to for so many years. Right. Um, I don't believe that they had any children together. Okay. She had kids, so I think they got together, like, I don't, I don't know exactly, right, but, right, right. so my mom had a bunch of step-siblings, but no half-siblings. No half-siblings. No half okay. okay. Um, but, yeah. He came to the house, and so my grandma Dorothy was there, and Claude was there, and my grandpa Don, and you know, it was like a reunion thing. It was, it was, it was really cool. Very sweet. Yeah. Well, my ex-husband's um, daughter, the one that 
he also has nothing to do with her, but my son's sister, she was always told by her mother about the bio dad. Okay. She was always told about my son, mm-hmm. you know, so so she grew up also knowing that she had a brother. Okay. Um, but, you know, they didn't meet until my son was about 25, and she would have been... Um, 21 or so. I think okay. they're three or four, three and a half, four years apart. That makes sense. Yeah. And so she, um, but I will never forget her face when we walked into their house and she just, she just oh. hugged my son and she was so happy to meet him. That's so cool. And my son was really happy to meet her as well. Yeah. Um, but Did he does have, you know, he has a sister and he has a brother and he's a guy. So he was a little less maybe emotionally, you know, out there than she was. But she was so happy to meet him. And then a year later, something like that, we went back and attended her wedding. Oh, nice. And then all of her friends, you know, got to meet my son Mm -hmm. and the aunts, and they all got to meet him. And he was accepted. Yeah. And even though my my ex-husband had not, they had not been married. Mm -hmm. So he had not actually been married to the mother of this girl. Okay. Um, And so there was obviously a little bit of contention with him. You know, Mm -hmm. he wasn't exactly like a hero in their eyes. Sure, sure. But so they could have they could have turned my son away. But they could have. But they didn't. They just embraced him and they continue to embrace him as a member of their family. So I think, you know, I think that sometimes when we keep secrets, we definitely do it um, with good intentions. Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but when they come out, it can be bad. It can be bad. Yeah. You know, I'll never forget when my dad called me. My dad called me one day um, when my kids were like nine, uh, seven, and six. Okay, so I have three little kids. And he calls me on the phone and he says, I want you to come over and see me. I have something to tell you. Uh oh. And I said, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I, well, yeah. So I go over to, so he worked at Safeway, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know. Do we even have any Safeways here in town? I think we just have Vons. I think, are, yeah, they're the same, I think. Yeah. So we don't have any more Safeways, but he worked at Safeway, and which, by the way, was an opportunity to meet all kinds of cute young women. So nice. It was, it was kind of a feeding ground for him. It's like Home Depot <laughs> and me now. <laughs> He's now passed on, but he, I think he met a few. Well, I always I always joke that if, God forbid, something ever happened to my husband, John, all I have to do is go into a Home Depot and I'll have a date. <laughs> Absolutely. With about 10 old men. Speaking of Home Depot, <laughs> can I just say, if you are a hot guy and you're right now engaged to a hot girl, or you're just newly married and you think that this is the way life is going to be forever... <laughs> Go to a Home Depot, spend time at a Home Depot, and really look at the couples because I'm telling you, that's going to be your wife in 35 years. Because when I go to Home Depot, I don't dress up. I don't either. (laughs) I swear, I get hit on more when I go into Home Depot with my hair up in a thing and I'm... Well, you're probably look even younger than. Uh, I don't know, when but you're all like it's always men who are like at least twenty years older than me. Yeah, I call myself Grandpa Bait. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm totally Grandpa yeah. Bait. Um, but when my dad called me, I went over to Safeway, 
and uh, he was working. And so I walked up to the counter and I said, hey, what's going on? And he said, he's checking out somebody at the, you know, he's running the groceries through the thing. And um, he said, you have another sister. And I said, just one? I mean, (laughs) honestly, it wouldn't have surprised me if, and that's, I think, one of the reasons that I'm kind of afraid to take a DNA test, because I don't want to open a whole can of worms to... I don't know. I, that, yeah, you should flip a coin, decide (laughs) if you're going to do that or not. I'm really curious. And so he starts telling me that he um, had had a baby that had been born nine years earlier and had been given up for adoption, and now she was actually asking about her biological siblings and her family. And as it was getting close to her 10th birthday, she was wondering about them. And so he had received a letter from the adoption agency saying that this was something she was asking. Mm -hmm. And so I, so he was gonna get off work in maybe 15 or 20 minutes and he said, when I get off work, come over to the house and I'll show you some pictures. And so I went to the house and her adoptive parents who lived, you know, about five miles from me, right? you know, maybe eight miles from me, they live here in town, you know, but her adoptive parents had always sent him Christmas cards and everything and had written letters and included pictures and had just made sure that he knew how she was doing. Very sweet. Yes. And one of the things that I, I was overwhelmed when I saw the pictures because she was three weeks, she is three weeks older than my son. Oh. So that means that my dad, there's a picture of him holding her on the day he signed the adoption papers. Oh, wow. That picture was taken 24 hours before my son was born. So that means that he held his daughter Mm -hmm. and gave her away, Mm -hmm. and 24 hours later held his firstborn grandson in his arms. Can you imagine what it just brought to me how many more emotions my dad must have been going through when he had given away his youngest daughter the day before, and the next day was there watching his oldest daughter give birth. Wow. So, okay, so where is that daughter? Have you, did you meet her? Yes. Okay. So I then wrote a letter okay. to the adoption agency and filled in information about my father's four children okay. so that she would have information about yeah. us. Yeah. And um, wow. Wow. in one of the Christmas cards that the mom had sent, she said she's very dramatic. Maybe she's going to be an actress. And so I wrote in the letter, I said, if she's dramatic, she comes by it naturally because... Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of drama in our family. And I said, and I'm an actor. And, you know, in mm-hmm. fact, I said, I am on stage right, right now, now in a show at Roger Rocca's called The Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Forum. And, you know, if you feel like popping in, that would be awesome. So they did. <gasps> so they, but I didn't know that until oh. much later. So much later, they told me they came to the show. They sat at table three, right up front, front. which oh is like my. the front yeah, most I know, center I know, table. I know right where that is. <laughs> right Aww. up against the stage. Right up against the stage. So they they sat there at that table and told everyone at the table the story and why they were there to see me. <gasps> and so everybody knew. So when I walked out on the stage, they were like. <laughs> 
I just thought I was cute, but here it was that people were clapping because they had some gossip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, they had a secret. But they had a skeleton. No, they had a skeleton. But their daughter, to, I mean, their her father told me later that um, when I walked out, they all went, oh, she's so pretty, yeah. which was very nice. It was very sweet. And so we all arranged to meet at a park. And so she, poor little thing, I mean, she was only, she was not yet 10 years old. Right. And now when I think back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we just swarmed her. Yeah, yeah. But all of our kids... And so my siblings and our kids mm-hmm. all gathered together and met her at a park. Aww. And um, then I went to her birthday. I was at her wedding. I, you know, met yeah. her kids. And, you know, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. and so now she has two beautiful little kids. And um, I'm so grateful to her parents. For keeping it open. For, for making sure that she knew. Yeah, yeah. For coming and being a part. She was in our home, you know, yeah. many times. They were, they all, she has a brother as well. They all came to our home many times for mm-hmm. holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm just so grateful for her. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, she's, she, I mean, she's the same age as my kids. Right. So when I saw pictures of her, I was overwhelmed with oh. both maternal and sure. sisterly yeah. love for her, you know. That's yeah, that's wild. So I just think that you know, I just think that there's a way. Telling secrets is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard, mm-hmm. but when it comes out, it's harder. I think it's harder. Yeah, I think it can be. I yeah. think there are definitely instances where it can be. I have, I have. There's a couple secrets in our family that I am not at liberty to discuss on yet. Our, our yeah yet, <laughs> yet on our Dancing with Skeletons program. <laughs> but they are definitely skeletons. But they're somebody else's skeletons. They are they are other yeah. people's skeletons yeah. for sure. But yeah. um, my my uh, my stepfather, I don't think that he would mind if I share this. He found out I want to say maybe three years ago that the man that he thought was his father yeah. was not. And found out the same way. One, his brother did a twenty-three and Me or one of those. Right, right. And 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 what's been interesting though about it is because of who my stepdad is. I mean, it didn't it didn't affect him in a profoundly bad way, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, my stepdad's older, and he's you know it's his whole life. He's thought right, this right, gentleman right. was his dad, and in his mind, that is his dad. And they never were able, his mom has passed away, so they were, we, he knows nothing about this person. But um, just to, to find that out and then to listen to him talking about, well, you know, he's a kind of a slow talker. Yeah. Bill, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you're a slow talker. <laughs> and, but, and you're loved. Well, here we go. <laughs> but you know... I think like in 1968, no, nine, <laughs> 19, probably 68, I was having a conversation with my mom, and now that conversation makes sense of why, you know, so he... You so can, it sounds like his mom might have wanted well, to tell it, it, him. You or, can, well, you can tell that my stepdad has thought about it because... In conversations, it's like he's remembering other conversations. And, and he said, you know, at the time, I wonder why my mom would have said that. But I never thought anything about it. But now, oh, well, that must be what 
So y- you know what I mean, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so it, everything makes sense when you yeah. when you have the right context. Yes, you're all of a sudden it, like, oh, he's like, oh. No. oh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, I totally get that mm-hmm. now. So you you said his brother did the DNA yeah, test. His, is his brother also not? No, he's the only one who has a different dad. And he's the oldest. So oh, my, my, my stepdad's oh, oh, oh. the oldest okay. of a bunch of kids. Okay. Okay. A bunch of kids. So he's the only one that has a, a different di- father. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yes, he is. Wow. So I know. I know. Yeah. And, and, and the brother... I, I think it's the next brother down in age, so he's number one, and I think, I, I can't remember, but, um, yeah, he, he called him up and said, you know, Bill, and they, I don't know if they, I think they got together, and, yeah, it was, it just, I guess it, I've never seen one of those tests, really. Yeah. I mean, I've looked, not looked at it closely, so I don't know how it says. Well, Bill must have done a test as well. He didn't. So that- he didn't. Somehow, somehow, somehow the brother did it. Yeah. I don't know exactly. Yeah. yeah. But somehow the brother got all the information. Figured wow. it out and did like something came up on his that made him do other research. Right, right. Something like that. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's very and and I think that, you know, generally, this is a general statement, but I think generally men are a little bit better at compartmentalizing I think and so. and being less emotional about mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is what it is. You yeah. know, my husband yeah. will often say it is yeah. what it is and and my, definitely my husband would be better at learning that information than I would be. Right. You know, although right. I promise you 100% that my husband's parents are who <laughs> He thinks they are. Yeah. <laughs> you can just tell by looking at them. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about secrets is that, like we said, they're harder when they come out later. Mm-hmm. But I also think that if you are the secret keeper, mm-hmm. if you're the one who's decided to keep a secret from anyone, I know that you probably are doing it from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Sometimes embarrassment. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. very personal and we just want to protect our own reputation. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we want to protect the people that we love. Right. So I am not going to, you know, step back and say, you've got to tell all the secrets. Right. Well, that's kind of what I was saying, like with my grandmother, like, I don't know why she chose to to hang on to that secret, you know, why she chose to, I guess, lie. I mean, be dishonest about keeping my mom and her sister away from the bio dad who said he was trying to contact she, I mean, what? So she, your mom's sister as well has the same dad. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. Yeah. And um, um, that sister has passed. My aunt passed. But, um, you know, like you just said, out of love, maybe my grandma was afraid. Maybe back then he was not nice. Maybe she was afraid that maybe she didn't want to split custody maybe she didn't yeah i mean so so there's a lot of you know a lot of what we talk about on this podcast is not being judgmental or being quick to judge and so sometimes when people do kind of hold those secrets it's like well maybe there was a reason we don't know the whole story it's so quick and easy to judge but maybe there was a loving reason why the person chose you know and one of the things or or not or the 
or a very difficult. I mean, I could have kept the information exactly. from my son because exactly. because those two and a half years were very, very, very hard for me, and, I, they, and I might have wanted to have protected him. But I did two things. Number one, I told him the truth about his father, and number two, I never badmouthed his father to to him, yeah. and and told him you know right. anything negative about. I mean, I. I definitely, and as he got older, you know, when he was yeah, 12, he, 13, 14, he started asking more questions. I would ask, answer those questions as they came up, but I never said, you know, yeah, he's yeah. a jerk and he's gone. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah exactly. So I, I think that it's, you know, one of, if I could, if I could speak to the two people who have just recently discovered, yeah. um, I, I think how, I would how really. How are they doing? <laughs> well, one's not doing well at all. Okay. You know, they okay. just, I mean, they've just cut off. Well, one is still grappling, okay. is like, uh, uh, you know, dealing. And the other one has kind of cut off the family. Um, and it seems like the family, I don't, I don't know. It seems, I mean, it's, it's very much played out on social media. So okay, okay. <laughs> is that where you learned about all this? That's where I learned about oh, it. Oh, my goodness. It, it very much came out just, just vomiting all this information, right? <sighs> but here's the thing is that... If I could say anything to them, and it's not my place to say anything, and who am I to, you know, have an opinion? I mean, we all have opinions, but, yeah, but you know, I, I just would want to say, you know, did you did you have a good father when you were growing up? Did you have a good life? Mm-hmm, you right, know, right. even though you always felt like you were different and you always felt like you didn't belong, but that's that's a feeling and that's okay i think a lot of yeah, kids yeah i yeah, i know people you know, who have who are adopted yeah. who have those kinds of feelings they were different and they looked different and they didn't fit all all that which is legit legit feelings but they were loved mm-hmm. it doesn't change the fact that they were loved yeah so sometimes we have to just step back and be grateful for what we did have mm-hmm. um you know i we had a stepdad that raised us from the time, well, I was about 12 to uh, raised us. I, he was a long haul truck driver, so he ne- wasn't necessarily home a lot. But from the time I was 12 to the time I was about 22, um, you know, married to our mom. And we loved him. Mm-hmm. We loved him. Mm-hmm. And then they got divorced. And I only saw him a handful of times before he died. And it was like that person was a very big part mm-hmm. of our lives. Sure. And yet... I didn't get to share the last years of his life with him be, for whatever reason. So I think that it's really important to know, because one of the things I will I will just say as we wrap up that my half-sister, my youngest half-sister, when her, when she was asking about her biological family, the adoption agency said, well, do you want your daughter to grow up with, you know, a thousand people loving her? Or 2,000 people loving her. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes yeah. having, you know, it, it's not going to hurt anything to have more love right. in a child's life. Right, right. And we definitely love Think her. about all the Christmas presents <laughs> and birthday presents. <laughs> well, just all the love. Yeah. And so, you know, as we are, I think the pandemic has taught us that we are way more connected mm-hmm. than we thought we were. And gosh, how lucky are we to have the people in our lives that love us? And some of us have learned that people in our lives don't love us, mm-hmm. but we gotta cling to the ones that do. Yeah, amen. We really do. We yeah. really, really do. And I, I, yeah, I. In thinking about this, it just I'm sitting here now thinking about my stepdad, and you know, he he loved his dad, 
you know, the dad that he knew that he thought was his bio dad. He, he loved him. And so at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about loving and cherishing your journey and where you've been and the people that have been placed in your journey and in your path. And, and well, even my son, when he met his dad, uh, his, the, the, the dad's wife, said, can I take a picture? And my son, I left it up to my son because he was 25 years old, I, you know. Yeah. And he said no. And he told me later, which I even was kind of disappointed because I'm like, I really want a picture. Yeah. But <laughs> he didn't want to take a picture. And I, he told me later, he said, all I could think about was dad. And I didn't want to hurt him. Mm. I didn't want to hurt my dad. Right. By taking a picture. So he just thought about his dad, the, the man that raised him, the man Which, that, that was his dad. And that's his dad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so he just thought that that might hurt him. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I mean, I can put myself in those shoes and, and imagine feeling that way, too. Yeah. You know, I really, really can. Which which makes me think of a really good topic that we could talk about is divorce one of these times. Yeah. Cause, and, how, and how that... Um, affects families and just absolutely and adults even as an adult you know I I, well I I was I just realized that I am I mean just in the past few weeks that I'm still so affected by my parents divorce I I mean it just something you just said sparked a thought and I'm like oh we haven't talked about anything like that we should talk about divorce yeah and we will yeah so so you know what um, love the people that are in your lives. Appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Um, if your life wasn't perfect, whose is? You know, nobody's. <laughs> and and but we are we are so you know in the, at the end of the day we whether it's biological or otherwise we are connected to yep. one another. We really really are. We're all part of each other. We are all connected. Yes. You know. So, so let's love each other and be kind to each other and continue to wear those masks and get those vaccines and let's open back up and, and travel. Yes. And yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. I'll see you in a week. Actually, less. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Deb. Bye. Bye, everybody.